0: We continue with the last mission of the third parakeh of Sokka, um 15th parakeh, and then we'll begin with the uh, first mention of the fourth parakeh. Mekabeles isha miyad b'naa, Allah ba'ala, machziratu l'mayim b'shabs. So here, again, we have to frame the context of what's happening over here. Uh, a woman is allowed to accept from either her son or from her husband and to return the lulav into water on Shabbos. So what are we talking about? We must be talking about where it's permitted to use the lulav in the first place on Shabbos. And we know that must have been during the time of the Beis Mikdash. Uh, when the first day of Yanta fell out on the Shabbos. In that case, and in that case only, was it acceptable and permitted to use the lulav on Shabbos. Today, we know that uh, even the first day when it falls on Shabbos, that we don't use the lulav. So this is talking again in the time frame and the context of the Beis HaMekdash, when the Beis HaMekdash was around, and the first day of Yanta fell out on Shabbos. So in that case, a woman is allowed to take the lulav from her son or husband and to return it to the water on Shabbos. There are a couple of chidush and there are a couple of interesting ideas that this mission is teaching we'll elucidate in a moment. on Shabbos you can only return it to the water, the same exact water that you took it from. On yantif you can even add fresh water to this water that, uh, that the lulav was in. On cholamoid the intermediate is Uh One can and perhaps even should uh, exchange the water that the lulav is in for fresh water completely. Um, and then the mission continues with katana yodel and anea chayav the lulav. And a child under the age of 13 who uh, knows how to shake the lulav is obligated to do so, meaning that the father is obligated to be machanech, to teach uh, the son how to shake the Lulav appropriately, or uh, certainly if the son has the ability to do so, that's what the requirement is. So what are we learning here from the fact that they, a woman can accept the Lulav from her husband or son and replace in the water, that, number one, that... Um, when the time was again during the base of mikdash when the first day of yante fell out on shabbos when the time was that one wasn't allowed to but required to take the lulav on shabbos and in that case it's even permitted to put it back into water on shabbos the same water that you took it out of and this on any other shabbos would be considering watering a plant and prohibited that on on uh, shabbos in that circumstance in that circumstance alone would be acceptable number two that a woman who by all accounts is not obligated by the mitzvah of the love. Was still allowed to handle the lulav on Shabbos, so one might have thought that only somebody who is obligated in lulav on Shabbos, when it falls out on the first day during the times of the Beis Hamikdash, would be allowed to handle the lulav, and even more than that, to be able to put it into water, which would look like on any other Shabbos water in a plant. That the woman who is not obligated from a strict biblical sense of shaking the lulav, even from a rabbinical sense of shaking the lulav, can also handle the lulav on Shabbos and can also put it into the water on Shabbos, because we have a famous principle that anything that's uh, mutter that's, uh, acceptable, permitted for a man to handle on Shabbos, a woman may as well. Um, also we learn from that, that a woman is allowed to make the bracha of a Sheikh Rishon of Mitzvah Sav, that, uh, uh, blessed if you are you or God, who, uh, commanded me to shake the lulav, even though strictly speaking she's not commanded to shake the lulav. Nonetheless, everybody should be aware of many, many, many times over, not to get the wrong impression from this Mishnah, that even when the first day falls out on Shabbos, we do not shake the lulav. We don't touch the lulav. The lulav is muktza for all intents and purposes. We continue with the first Mishnah of um, the fourth parak, of the fourth chapter of lulav, of, uh, of sukkah, excuse me, lulav arava Shishava v'shiva that uh, the lulav and the arava would either be taken for six or seven days. Hahal v'asimcha, however, reciting halel and the obligation v'samachta b'chagecha shmona is for eight days. Sukkah the obligation to sit in the sukkah and the obligation for the niso chamayim, which was the water libation ceremony, shiva, lasted for seven days. vea the musical instruments, or here specifically the flute, chamisha v'shisha would either occur for five or for six days. The Mishnah is certainly cryptic, uh, but the upcoming Mishnayos will explain more what this Mishnah is talking about, so we won't go into tremendous depth here. Here is basically outlining that depending on when Yantif fell out and how it related to Shabbos, how often any of these activities, the Lulovia Rav, HaHalva, Simcha, Sokhov, Nisuch and the Chalil and the musical instruments would uh, would take place over Yantif. Uh, That is a teaser to stay tuned for the next several Mishnahs to find out what exactly it is that we're talking about.